Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. I say welcome back as if people might even be repeat listening. Highly doubt it. These are just people who stumble upon this thinking it's a stoner podcast, and it's not. Not exactly. But it's me, your host, your boy, the number one fuck 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 boy, John Gabris. Fuck Yes, I am excited to be here today, and the reason I'm excited to be here is I'm joined by one of my favorite humans alive, period. You might know him as someone you guys call me in the... I just like swallowed a huge chunk of Soylent in the middle of that sentence. Uh, We're sipping on Soylent in the studio. It's a terrible idea, not conducive to speaking. Uh, My mouth is like instantly caulked shut. It's like mouthful of fucking sheetrock. I'm joined by my doppelganger who literally showed up dressed like me, or I dressed like him, however you want to say it. Um, You guys call me him in the comments. Everyone on Earwolf gets us confused. Guys, I'm joined by the other John G of comedy, Johnny Gamberling. (laughs) It's the Giggle Twins. Oh my uh, god! Me and John are the giggle twins because one time we were flying to Arkansas to do a comedy show, oh and we were god. sitting in a, a two seater part of a plane. It was super tiny, and we were fucking. No, la- it, what do you mean two seater? Like it was. It was a three seat row. It was a three seat row. I we- was in the middle, and you were in the window. <laughs> And we did not fit. We did not fit at all. John is a man of girth as well. And we were hysterical laughing at how small it was. And the fucking flight attendant's like, are you guys brothers? And we were just like, we're the giggle 
identical twins. Our shoulders were overlapping. <laughs> yeah, in those chairs. Like, we were we were lo- sitting next to each other like shingles. <laughs> I had, I went like six inches in front of your shoulder. You were but the poor person sitting next to us just smelled sweat and fucking Carl's Jr. <laughs> dripping on them. And then didn't we sleep? <laughs> we just both fell asleep. <laughs> Most likely sleep apnea in the third person's face the whole time. <laughs> He was probably like, thank God he heard us like stop breathing. Yeah, he's like, good, they'll die. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> looking around just being like, maybe they'll die in their sleep. <laughs> I mean, if not now, when? Look at these two. <laughs> They're not long for this world. No, 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 don't touch them. They're not quite dead yet. Just let them finish dying. <laughs> John Gambling. Thanks for joining me, bud. We're going to be talking about video games today, which is a, a big hobby of the two of ours. Yes. Um, yes. Something we always text each other to talk about or talk in person, talk in person about it or on mics. As a matter of fact, we first I first kind of met you. You were one of the you were ahead of me at the theater and I was a fan of your Harold team, Monkey Dick, one of the my favorite teams of all time. Uh, I was obsessed Thank with you, you and Curtis. And then I got invited in to be in your World of Warcraft guild. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the House of Uster. <laughs> well, you were in that before us, weren't you? Maybe. Or, yeah, however, that's when Whose I... Whose fr- guild was that? Kevin Mullaney's? And uh, Mark on 10th. What was that guy's name? Mark, Mark Lee. Mark Lee, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was Mullaney and Mark Lee's guild. And I think Ptolemy Slocum was in it as well. Good group. Good group of people. Good group. We didn't get anything done. We didn't, like... No, we, we barely ever played at the group. same time. Yeah. <laughs> we just had an IRC thread that we enjoyed. Before we go down the video games rabbit hole, we'll just take this moment, as always, on High and Mighty to read some of my reviews on iTunes. So, listeners, shitheads, rate me five stars and roast me in the comments, and I will read them on air. So we're going to get into it now. John, feel free. You won't read them if they're not five stars? No, I will not read them if they're not five stars. So it's this weird, very transparent ploy to get five stars, but also... I was thinking about this last week on the Jensen podcast when I when I had Jensen Do on. Do you want, want a moment to just like puke or something? <laughs> no, I'm just always got a burp on deck. So I have to talk like this the whole time. Just talk real fast and get it up before I... <laughs> um, uh, Jensen was on the podcast last week and I noticed that like if someone genuinely read the reviews to be like maybe I'll listen to this podcast what are people saying all the reviews are like absolute personal attacks on me. <laughs> the person would be like why the fuck would I listen alright so let's get into some of these reviews here this is from relapsing fanboy this podcast sounds how the sweaty padding on the inside of a fake leg smells Never before have I encountered someone with so much awareness of their shortcomings and so much reluctance to change. (laughs) Wow. Never before have I encountered someone whom I admire, yet pray to God that I will never become. Never before have I encountered someone whom I root for with all my heart, whose success I doubt wholeheartedly. (laughs) Five stars. Never miss an episode. (laughs) I'm sorry. The sweaty padding on the inside of a fake leg? Yeah. Uh... My podcast sounds how the sweaty padding on a on a prosthetic leg smells. Why would the prosthetic leg have sweaty padding? Because I guess your oh, stub oh, the is part in it? where the okay where your knee joint meets the yeah okay you're sweating out of your out of your stump out of your healed wound. <laughs> I smell like stump okay. sweat. Is what they're saying. This is somebody who has because I don't think if you don't if you don't 
you know, have, have... Yeah, his dad's a Vietnam vet. Yeah, He's somebody... definitely smelled his dad's leg. At some That's point. not something you think about when you think about prosthetics if you don't have that experience. Right, if you life. haven't... <laughs> this guy is either an orthopedic surgeon, uh, he works at a VA hospital or something. This guy has smelled the connector joint of a prosthetic. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, here, here's a good one. Uh, oh, I can't even read that. It's too long. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. Gourd bag. First, it's easy to poke fun at host Juan Vargas's weight. Another joke is that they always say my name wrong. But that's of questionable relevance to an audio medium. That said, if you listened to Don't Get Me Started and thought that their minor obsessions didn't revolve closely enough around 90s nostalgia, or to Doughboys and thought that the quality of restaurants they frequent is too high and the amount of beer <laughs> drank too low, or you want to listen to the equivalent of a couple of stevedores comparing Anthony Starr's gaze to the moon over the Horakai Gulf, then this podcast is for you. <laughs> okay. More of a oh, this is from Films Against. More of a self-congratulatory circle jerk than Chris Hardwick's and Anna Faris's podcast combined. I have a dead dad. Can I be on your podcast? <laughs> I didn't know Chris Hardwick and Anna Faris had a podcast. I think they have separate podcasts. I know Hardwick has oh. the Nerdist podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I know Chris Hardwick has eleven podcasts, seven TV shows, and uh, in comedy school. <laughs> well, he's earned the right to be self-congratulatory. Right. He's uh, he can he has things to congratulate himself about. <laughs> Hey, I'm a millionaire. Congratulations, <laughs> self. I married an even richer person, <laughs> and now I'm going to be a billionaire. Who did he marry? He married uh, one of the Hursts, of Lydia Hurst, down the... Chris uh, Hardwick? Yeah. Oh, wow. Smart. He Smart. Married... <laughs> Good for him. Good investment. <laughs> um, this is from <laughs> Mbo602E23. Sick name. I've been suffering with depression for years. This podcast makes me feel like I'm finally at home. Wow, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Aren't you um, the the title of that review was <laughs> "Sweet Release." <laughs> when you're uh, suffering with depression, you don't feel like you're at home. <laughs> Maybe he feels at home because I'm depressed, and hearing me talk is Are like you depressed. I'm not though, but maybe depressed. he thinks so. No, I'm not suicidal. I am killing myself, but I'm not suicidal. I don't want to die, but I, the path I've chosen will kill me. What do you think is going on with you subconsciously? What's going on with me subconsciously? Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm an addict who uh, has, has chosen food as like the least deadly <laughs> drug. Maybe? You go to therapy? No. Do you? No. For sure. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Me? No, I don't need it. <laughs> I have a healthy relationship with food, my family. Everything's normal where I'm from. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on blast, Gambo. Uh, <laughs> this is from Oof My Dude. Asking to be roasted must be the most unnerving expression of someone's simultaneous narcissism and self-loathing. <laughs> Inviting criticism doesn't fool anyone into believing you don't care, and you certainly aren't fooling yourself. <laughs> Well, never mind. Who needs therapy when you <laughs> when you could be uh, psychoanalyzed by a fucking iTunes comment? Well, oh, here we go. Here's good. This is from Career. This is called Infernal Service. Title: Career in quotes killer. Remember the other John Gemberling from Guy Code? <laughs> <laughs> yep, me neither. But I guess he finally figured out how he has a face for free sloppy online talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> My finally, Gemberling's around for one of his own shout-outs on this podcast. And here's from Fan of the Funny. 
A couple of funny anti-Semitic jokes between many labored breaths will leave your ears feeling 300 pounds overweight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, well, thank you. There's not not a better way to describe this show than uh, racial slurs in between labored breaths. (laughs) Well... That's enough for reviews, Johnny G. Let's 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 talk video games. Wait, let's let's psychoanalyze me for a little bit more because this is my podcast and it's so self-serving. What do you think's wrong with me? Um, we, I don't we, know. We have a lot of we talk a lot about our similar. Uh, we both eat. I mean, we both have the desire to like eat. You said something on Doughboys, uh, one of my favorite podcasts <clears throat> that I'm a big time listener of. You said something on Doughboys that related to me so much. When you were like, you, you, you briefly mentioned like, they were talking about like, so when you eat, how do you like, and you were like, I like to get home and eat and smoke. Like I'm this exact same way. Like I'll get Taco Bell and I'll get home, go smoke a joint, change into sweatpants, pick out a TV show and then sit down to eat. I don't even yeah, care yeah. if the food has gotten cold. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be full on the humans and Wally. Like I just want to be like as totally. relaxed as humanly possible. Well, that's one of the reasons I don't like in and out or I, I... That's one of my criticisms of In-N-Out. It doesn't it travel. Doesn't keep. It yeah, does it doesn't not travel. travel. At all. Yeah, their fries especially. Tiffany hates that, and I try everything. I do the seat heater with like a fucking shirt over it. <laughs> well, you have tried everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else is there? <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm one step away from having one of those tinfoil lined Postmates bags, like in my car, and like that's that's just too far. If you have a bag specifically to keep your shame eating. <laughs> Fast food warm, <laughs> right? Because I I like to eat. I, eating is a hug, you know. Eating is a hug from my parents that never hugged me growing up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, I always sought like comfort in food. Same like, here. You know, I there was a period of time in my life where I was seeking comfort in food and celebrating with food. Like you know, like if something negative happened, I'd be like. I'll just eat and I'll feel better. Or if something positive happened, I'm like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, I, I should always eat. say that too. Like, I want to eat. If I'm if I'm depressed, I want to eat. And if I'm excited and happy, I want to eat. Yeah, I know. And it's like, you can't have that. You yeah. Can't, you can't. And when we say we want to eat, it's not like, ooh, I want the freshest salad with tuna on top. No, I need No, I sandwiches. like the idea that it came from like a factory farm. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's something like, I mean, I don't. Like, it's horrible. But like. There is something like, ooh, this is so bad. This yeah. is so disgusting. <laughs> there is something about, yeah. It's like getting the grossest lap dance or doing the weirdest sexual act. <laughs> where it's like, there's something that's like trophy yeah. hunting about eating gross. Where you're just like... <laughs> yeah, it's like when you jerk off and you can smell your own like crotch and ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can't get off without the stink of your taint anymore. <laughs> you get so used to it. <laughs> Do you ever take a shit and jerk off on the toilet before you wipe? No, I've never done. Just because... Really? Uh, I I don't I couldn't get a good angle that way. What do you mean? Like I if I'm sitting on the toilet comfortably, my my dick is like too in. You know what I mean? You take it out. Yeah, you take it out, but I need to I need to like flex my back to really come. You know, <laughs> this, this is so unnecessary. Oh, your dick no. is absorbed into your. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like in. It's like just. <laughs> it's just like I have like the fat guy inny. <laughs> oh man, that's disgusting. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand how you must feel. 
after taking a shit and jerking off, that's got to be like a great like. Oh yeah, you feel like you like popped a pimple, like it's all out. Right, it's all done. You're like, all right, now I can get to work. And the toilet seat, if you're sitting in a chair, there's that like pressure. There's like a little bit of pressure on your. On your, like, uh, yeah. If you're on a toilet seat, there's none of that pressure, so you could just like uh, you can get in there. <laughs> <laughs> you can get your hand pressed no, full not, on not, into not your like, nacho. It's like something uh, like. Do you ever have like a, a like a misfire coming? Yeah, yeah. Like your like the the contractions aren't synced up with the jizz spurting. <laughs> I was hoping we'd get to this. <laughs> I was hoping this would come up. No, I know what you're saying, and it's because you're like sitting on your vas deferens or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's none of that with a nice toilet seat. Uh, <laughs> I like to smoke weed on the toilet while I'm shitting. For you that, do? It, yeah, dude. Uh, it helps because I'm not really allowed to smoke in my house because it like uh, like Tiffany doesn't like the smell too much. So if Doesn't I'm in, she smoke? what no, uh, and I think it's only because I like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it gives her like a leg up in perpetuity. Uh, I sit in the bathroom with the door shut and all the windows open and just drop a deuce and blaze a joint. Twenty minutes later, you know, pins and needles in my feet trying to get my yeah, underwear yeah. back up. But it's a fucking that. I feel amazing after Does that. Does she know you're doing it? Yeah, she know. I'm not hiding it from her. I'm just not blowing up the whole house. Right. But the smell of weed and shit combined is something that's a major part of my life now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, uh, let's let, let's see if we can get... I mean, uh, we can we can switch the title of this episode to <laughs> Jerking Off in Filth. Well, and it talk all, about I mean, it, it all sort of relates, I feel like, because video games are comfort, too. Like it's, yes. Like, my childhood was... I mean, there was a stretch after my dad moved out because my mom served him with divorce papers and he stayed for like four years. That is very on game for your father. <laughs> Without getting too much into your family on this episode, that is about 1,000% believable about your dad. Yeah. Um, never, he's never sure when to leave. No. <laughs> Cannot read the room. Um, it was like one of my fondest and most depressing childhood memories was we, me and my mom and I had like this Saturday night routine every Saturday night. And I was like probably 12 or 13, like could have been going out and like, yeah. I mean, or like New going York to the movies City, with friends like, and stuff. Yeah. It was, we, we would watch, we would order in like these huge burritos and watch like ABC's Saturday night lineup, which was like empty nest nurses and sisters. Oh, <laughs> it was like Swoozy Kurtz and Robert <laughs> Klein. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, and it was just such a like farty little, right? Comfortable. You are preaching to the choir. My, except my parents stayed together, but my thing was my parents worked. My mom was a nurse. My dad worked in TV, so their hours were off. Mm -hmm. And I would come home from school at like twelve or thirteen with my younger brother who was ten, and no one would be home for like three hours every day at least. So we. What do you do in three hours as a kid? You just fucking go downstairs to the basement. No matter what the weather's like, you just go downstairs <laughs> to the basement, the lights off, and you play Final Fantasy for fucking three hours at a clip. And I just like tracked it my whole life. I, I, I threw this theory out on the episode with Conover uh, where I can look back at my childhood and pick out periods of my life based on the video game I was playing. Like, I remember the Tekken phase of my life. I remember the Final Fantasy phase. I remember Warcraft. I remember... Uh, um, fucking Starcraft. I remember all these periods of my life where it's like, 
I don't even remember like sophomore year of college as much as I remember that was uh, Age of Empires 2. <laughs> Excuse me. So video games to me has always been comfort. And now in my adulthood, when my wife's out of town, when I was 25 and, I, and Tiffany wasn't around, I would go out and get wasted with my guy friends and do whatever, do a late night show. Now, if Tiffany's out of town, I'm fucking ordering off Postmates. I'm smoking a fucking blunt and I'm playing video games for five hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like your, your grin and your, you, your eyes closed and you smiled as I like rattled those three things off. Just like, ooh, yeah, that's a good night. Well, also, do you still like video games? I think so, but I don't get into them as much. Like even a game I'm obsessed with, like I just, for example, started playing Tom Clancy's The Division uh, a couple of months ago. And I was into it and I was playing with some of my old uh, nerd buddies from uh, elementary school who live in New York. We were playing a couple of hours, like several times a week and it was so fun. And then I, like things got busy and I stopped playing and I have no desire to start it up again. Yeah, they're so complicated. It's like, I'm afraid to, like I start a game and then if I don't play it for a couple of weeks, I'm like, I don't even remember. Like, I don't want to have to re-remember like right. <laughs> which like silencer I'm trying to earn for the fucking. Wait, AR why do I? Why am I holding on? Yeah, why am I holding on to 42 leather pieces? And was I trying yeah. to make something? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you even like video games anymore? Like, what made you ask that question? Because I don't know if it's like that. I have kids, and I only have you know a couple hours a night. Maybe you know if I like don't have stuff I have to do. So it's like, there's like a frustrating aspect to it where I'm like, if I start playing a game, I, there's a good chance I'm not going to finish it or even right. like get that. Cause you can only squeeze it. in 90 minutes a night if, and not even five nights a week, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I started playing fallout four and I'm like OCD. I always collect like all the junk and stuff, <laughs> but this game in fallout four, you can actually like build up your town with the junk right so they incentivize picking up the junk and there's like do you play it i played it for like a week and a half oh yeah 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 like everything's littered with junk. i mean so now like most i would say 90 percent of me playing the game you're just running in. backpacks full of things back to your tent and building yeah, and shit. any new room you discover you're like okay like let's scour every corner for, oh there's a tin can yeah. there's a fucking little globe that does nothing i'm this i have some weird video game ocd that is affecting my enjoyment of video games so i'm not that bad i am more concerned with like I need someone who's been playing, like, when I started playing Fallout 4, I texted you and my buddy Sanford, who is also a, a gamer guy. I texted both of you. I was like, do I need all this stuff? Like, because I'm like, tell me I don't. I need someone to go like, oh, make sure you pick up tin cans because you can make bombs. You know, I need someone to just be like, these are the five things you should. But early on in the game, you have no idea. Yeah, a lot of games are not good at, like, I mean, Metal Gear, the new Metal Gear, was I the tried. Fucking worst at explaining. They made you sit there for twenty five minutes of a fucking arduous opening sequence, right? Which I thought was funny, but like, in the whole time they were like, "Press forward to move forward. Press yeah. A to duck." It's like, okay, okay. And then they throw you out in the world, and there's a million fucking things you have to know, and they yeah. didn't tell you any of them. Right? It's like fifteen menus to, to eat. The like, I could through. not. I I, and this is the killer too. Is like, I can't be. I don't have fucking dispensable income right now at this point in my life i i make decent money but i'm 
I have a wife who spends like crazy and we're trying to save up to buy a fucking house and all this shit. And I buy a Metal Gear Solid for $70 and I play it for fucking a day. And I'm like, this is insanely frustrating and I have to just put it away. Paid 70 bucks? Or whatever, 60 bucks. Now I'll, at least I'll get $8 for it from GameStop when I go to return it, if that much. But Metal Gear Solid was a perfect example of that game, of a game like that where I was like, this is too much. Yeah. It's too far along for me. I don't, like I was like, Creep up. They, it, it, it needs a tutorial mission. Every game should have a tutorial. They assume that you've been playing thousands of hours of the previous uh, versions. That's why I liked games like Far Cry 4, um, uh, Far Cry 3 and 4, obviously, and um, Tomb Raider, the newest Tomb Raider. Mm -hmm. I th they were fun for me because they were easy buy-ins. Like, right. you know, like, it's like you're playing within 15 minutes and it's not complicated and it's pretty transparent. Then you can find the layers that make it more difficult or right. collect all the pendants or whatever this bullshit thing like that is. I'll say this too. Not every game needs to have a crafting system. Yes. A game like Skyrim, it makes sense. Okay, I know that I'm going to be collecting and managing inventory and crafting stuff. I don't need to be doing that in Metal Gear. Just give me, like, it, it's like a first-person shooter or whatever. Just give me, let me find the weapons on the way. <laughs> yeah. And let me play. The, like, the game is actually fun to play. Right. But all that other management stuff, I don't I mean, maybe I'm old or something, but, like, I don't think it's necessary in every game to have that. It, it's something that is in every game now. Like, there's something about people just love item chasing and, and upgrades and levels and gaining levels. Like, if you you play any even Flash game on iOS, on your phone, or on, like, one of those, like, in-browser Flash sites, like Congregate or something like that, all of those games have, like, constant, like, upgrades, collect relics, achievements. Yeah. It's it's like that, just like, we need to hear a beep every thing that you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm improving, I'm improving, I'm improving. Well, I think games, you know, just like the movie and TV industry, like, they're not confident enough in... Whatever their core idea is, they're like, well, it's got to have a little of this, a little of this. And there's also that sort of slot machine element where they're trying, sort of insidiously, trying to like get you to keep paying attention to the game yes. by fulfilling this stuff. But I just find it, it, it drives me away. Totally. And the other thing, <clears throat> this doesn't drive me away necessarily, but this is the other anxiety or um, OCD shit I have about video games is. And this will be, this, I'll, I'll give you the uh, manifestation first. On Skyrim, which I think is my favorite game of like the last 10 years uh, that I played, or maybe not, maybe I shouldn't say that far back, but a, a recent favorite game, Skyrim, is the one I played the most of. We talked about Skyrim a lot, you and I, but I had like seven level 15 characters. Like I could not, really? I was always concerned that I was not focusing yeah. on the right thing. I'm always like, but wait, maybe actually a sword and shield is probably my best bet. And then I would like make a new character and be like, sword and shield. All right, so we need strength. We need this. And then I'd be like, oh, maybe magic. Maybe I should do. And I would go back and be like, well, if I'm going to do magic, I should be this race. And then I would make another character and I'd be like, I'd get to a certain point. And I'd be like, this is fun. But am I, I don't want to like go all the way down to the end game with a character I might not be absolutely. And then I'm like finding myself just being like, oh, fuck it. And especially in a game like Skyrim, like, oh, you could just be proficient in everything <laughs> like, and, and by the time you like you know get a good way into the game you can sort of like you're powerful enough to like you can pretty much do anything right right you can be a you can be an archer the whole time and then when you're level 40 be like oh i'll just start adding fire magic or whatever you... i don't understand why they don't let you just do everything in that game right. like because in a game where you build your experience by actually doing it 
Like, if I swing my sword enough times, I'm building up strength. Yeah. Uh, why not just... Why why limit the number of skill points that I can... That right. I can uh, uh, Accrue. Or, yeah, or distribute to the, to the skill tree. Right. I like games where you can be like, if you want to pay a certain amount of money or do some mission to... Res- like, if, if, if they had, like, you want to respec your points... Go ahead. You just have to complete this mission, or get this amount of gold, or get this item, right. or something like that. Would be but such. Why a- not? Let you, it's a, it's like it's a single player game too. Why not? Why yeah, it's not, not like you need to nerf characters. Yeah. For- why not let you achieve everything you want to achieve and get all the skills you want? Like, right. Why leave you with that? Like, oh, I missed out on. I never got to see what a fucking ice spell looked like. Right. Or you should be able to just start doing mm. level one ice spells at level 40 and then build that back up. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm still good with a sword. I'll jump back. Like, that's what it should be for that game. I, like, just like what you're saying. It's like, I'm already here. Why limit what I can do? And especially yeah. if it's not a massive, mo- if, if you're not playing online, it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and how do you, oh, here, that's a great, I, I think I'm, aged out or just lifestyled out of on of playing online with other people like i love to do it like i loved when we would play diablo together or warcraft we together we played diablo together we didn't did i oh then I, oh no starcraft rather didn't yeah. i play starcraft yeah, with starcraft blumpkin right yeah. <laughs> starcraft 2 me me you mike still and anthony and Tamanik used to play yeah. together and uh, I do remember that. Uh, all former guests of the High and Mighty podcast. Also, uh, you know, four of my eight friends. So it makes sense. <laughs> um, I don't like to play online anymore, especially with strangers. But I don't want to be on other people's schedules when I play video games. Yeah. Well, also, the, the main thing I ever played online was, well, I mean, Modern Warfare. I never just, played. Just got away from me. Yeah. Anyway. People got people get so good at those games that it's disheartening to try to play. Yeah, it's hard to play. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I don't I don't really have a like El- Elder Scrolls online I wasn't interested in. It also looked didn't look good. No, it didn't. But yeah, playing was, online is like too much of like I need to be able to the way I play video games now. First of all, I and you can attest to this too. You, if you live with someone else, you like sometimes have to put the controller down and like help out. Or like if you have two younger human beings that live with you that require you to do everything for them, like you can't just cold play. Like I remember Starcraft too, like because it's RTS too, you're just like, you can't get away from the computer in the middle of a game. Like you just fucking your character, your die or your teammates would die. And it's like, I can't be on that schedule anymore. I want to be able to walk away, start smoking weed at my desk and then forget that I was even playing. That's why I love Skyrim too, because it would be like, I'd walk away and then come back in the living room and be like, Oh right. I was playing video games. Yeah. (laughs) But like now I can't get on like, Playing the division was kind of fun because it's online, but it's not like full on where everyone's really good. There's like you can just do collaborative co-op missions, but you don't have to. And you could play with just your friends. That's the shit I like where it's like I don't need to get involved with like a group of uh, strangers that are all fucking very good at the game and calling me the N word and the F word and everything. But I liked that when like when Anthony and I used to play. I was around for a couple of those modern warfare things and you and Atamanic would make me laugh. Like if so you can much. get on there with like other like if you can get a group of fucking 
funny people on there, <laughs> you can just run the tables on these stupid like fourteen year olds. Just ro- just roast. I remember they called you like uh, someone called you or Anthony gay, and you were like, "We're little gay boys," yeah. and you just kept like leaned into it so hard. The worst thing they can call you is a faggot. That's right. the only thing they can come up with to call you. <laughs> it's like you just turn it around on them so easily. Yeah, you're like, I, of course, I love to get pumped in the butt. <laughs> And leaning into that shit against a And you just say it you say it to them so much that they have to eventually be like, Stop. Okay, yeah. dude, stop. <laughs> you're like, Oh, you have no idea the amount of patience we yeah. have for bits. You think like, you're tiresome? Like you don't know what tiresome can yeah. look like. We've dedicated thirteen years to making up art that disappears after one night. Yeah. We're okay with this. That came to mind the other day when or the other day, six months ago, when we were doing that Santa Claus show and we were playing playing with your son Arthur and we were doing that weird bit mm-hmm. where we just built this pattern between me you Owen and Andy and I was like who better to do this than comedians who have no are relentless with bits for a child we just did the same thing to your son Arthur like just a we did it to him for like 11 minutes yeah. <laughs> like he loved it the whole time I'm like who better for that skill set than four improvisers who are like yeah. I, I, let's see when the crowd turns against us <laughs> So for fucking shithead 14-year-old kids from middle America, it's like great to roast those little yeah, fuckers. It's so easy. <laughs> like people are so like people are always like, "Oh, the online, you know, uh, the tenor on these online games is like so blah blah blah." But it's like these none, none of them can take it. It's not like they <laughs> they give them so much power like they're right. so, you know, they're just brutal these little teens. It's like they're kids. They That's the same shit they're saying at school. Yeah. Right? It's not like it's not like I mean, yes, being online, being anonymous helps, but that—that's all the same shit they're saying to each other at school, like or on the bus. They're just calling each other faggots and slapping each other. You know, just that's what it is for kids. Yeah. Um, are what are the games you're playing now? Is there anything you're playing now, or or do you want to maybe go through our? Big well, I'm playing that in terms of online. Like, I, I'm not I'm taking a break from that game, Elite Dangerous. But is that the space travel game that you <laughs> yeah. like? That's like real time space <laughs> <Yeah>. travel. <laughs> It's like I mean that No Man's Sky game is coming out for what's that station? It's a similar. It's a. It looks like a fuller version of the. It's you know it's a galaxy, a procedurally generated galaxy of billions of star systems that you can fly to, and and in No Man's Sky, which is not out yet, you can actually go to planets and get out of your ship, and it is like sort of a first person shooter and a space flight. Oh wow! Simulator. It looks a. It looks slightly less, like in depth simulatory and a little more actiony. That's more my. Uh, so you like that simulation stuff, right? I mean, I would play. I don't have a PlayStation, but I would play. Oh, I don't have a PlayStation either. <laughs> Is that PlayStation um, only? I've been PC. dying to get a PlayStation just to play The Last of Us. Oh yeah, well that's a few years old. It's a few years old, but that's the one everyone always talks about. And I guess that and Uncharted are the cool games that you can't get on Xbox. Yeah, I don't know if I would like those games. Yeah, I want to play The Last of Us just because I've heard from a lot of people I like that it's fucking great. But I don't care for Uncharted. I'm yeah, fine I mean, they them. look cool, but like these like big, huge like blockbuster games, it's usually... That feel like a Disney movie when you play them? Yeah, I like an in-depth thing. I don't need to be like pressing X a bunch of times. To grab, to, yeah. yeah. Grab the ladder! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, so what's this so, Elite Dangerous? This is the game I was mocking is, you on when we talked on the phone about it. Yeah, there's 450 million billion star systems <laughs> in this galaxy, procedurally generated, and 
you you know can buy different ships and you you fly around in a ship and um you control every you know all the different modules of the ship it's very like flight simulatorish i mean it's not overwhelming it's not right. like a real like hardcore it's not that t- it's not that middle ditch shit that right. he's into <laughs> <laughs> although he does play, he has played this i don't know if he plays yeah. it anymore um but uh I'm going to have some more Soylent in a minute, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting hungry. Maybe I need another 100 calories of oat gruel. <laughs> um, and you can... They recently came out with an expansion where you can land on planets and like go around in like this dune buggy thing. And it's just the game is exploring. The game is like... The game is exploring. Getting money to build better ships or more buy better mm-hmm. ships. And... The game is, you know, you can bounty hunt, you can fight. There are sort of contested areas. Oh, uh, okay. Um, there are like overall, there are like macro spheres of political influence. Like there are different like, um, like you could do leaders. missions for the blank uh, uh, alliance or whatever, right. and, you and can develop... fight in battles to increase any one. Your standing, like, sphere. yes, yeah, cool. Um, and uh, smuggling, I like because you have to like. Um, sneak into space stations, so you act, so you have to like, you 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 show up on radar based on your heat signature. It's not radar, I guess it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have to like cool down your ship. You have to like shut off, shut everything off, and like close your heat vents and stuff, and like just like drift. Oh, that's in, fun. And it's that's like, fun. Yeah. Oh, um, so and but. I think I heard you talk about this game on Don't Get Me Started. Is that the game where, it, like, when you are flying in between planets, like, it takes, like, a long time? Is that right? Yeah. You can you can fly in faster. There There's normal flight, and then there's, like, hyper speed, which takes you between star systems. <laughs> and you have to, like, chart a course because you don't have enough fuel to just go anywhere. So you can be stuck without fuel. I just and drifting, just, like blow, have to <laughs> self destruct. Um, and then there's like an intermediate, faster than light flight, which you use to fly around within a star system from planet to planet. But you're still talking about, you know, uh, hundreds or thousands of light seconds, you right? Know, astronomical distances, even within a. Um, and how long does that play out in game time, in real time? Is that like a 10-minute flight? You're just sitting there on your computer clicking on? Not, your... not usually that long, but there are... I mean, there are. I've heard of like remote systems where people were flying for like half an hour to get to a space station. It is like just pointing straight and... Flooring like, it. Flying, <laughs> which I like. Yeah. Because the game would lose something. I mean, it is boring, but the game would lose something if you could just fast travel like right. in Skyrim. Right, right, right. Um, it's about that. It's about fuel management, time management, uh, charting courses and stuff. That's and it's part about of the game. being in that cockpit. It's about like feeling like you're there. Right, right, right. So if you never could just jump to there. thing to thing, it doesn't yeah. feel the same. I mean, anytime you go into a menu, you're still there. You mm. know, I mean, you could pause the game, but, um, but that that is a multiplayer game. You can play. That it's a multiplayer game. So you can run into other people. But they're sort of few and far between because it is so huge. <laughs> um, and even if you play in single player mode, you're still sharing the galaxy with other with people. other people. Oh, so even cool. if you don't run into those people, the the 
spheres of influence that get affected, the economy that gets affected, everything that sort of happens. Yeah, if something gets blown up, it's blown up for whatever. You know, that's cool. Yeah. That's really fun. And so you've been playing that a lot lately. That's like your game. I have not been playing it a lot lately. I sort of burned out on it a couple months ago, and I played on Xbox, which um, doesn't get updates on the same schedule as the PC. Oh. So they've had this update where you can land on planets and they're about to come out with it for the Xbox. So oh, I'm okay, okay. Pick it up again. Their goal is to like keep updating it, you know, over to, it started as a Kickstarter thing. So oh. they're going to continue to update it. Like eventually you'll be able to get out of your ship and walk around. Oh, they, they just keep say. adding layers and layers yeah. to the game. That's fucking, yeah. that's cool. That's yeah. like exciting then. Like, that's a great way to stay involved. I mean, obviously that's a thing that the DLC is like, the the new way to try to get people to not have to come out with a sequel to a game, but to keep you around for like Call of Duty added like Nazi zombies, like those games right. add like a little tweak or now and they, also get... the game they want to do not to do an ad for the game, but yeah. like, you know, the game they want to do, they couldn't do financially. Right. All at once. Right. They, they had to, to like... do these in steps. Yeah. But if it gets to the point, which they say they want it to, where you can like, get out, you know, land on like populated planets and stuff and, and, you know, like dock with another ship and like take over another ship or like uh, do like a spacewalk to repair stuff outside of your ship and stuff. Yeah. If it gets that level, that I've, I have a feeling a bunch of people are going to jump on after like the third expansion of it. <laughs> well, there's another game called Star Citizen coming out for PC, which is supposed to be all that, mm-hmm. but we'll see how that it's hard to. It's hard to do everything and get that secret gameplay ingredient. Right. You know, that actually makes it fun and makes it like you feel like you're doing something. Right. What What is that? Because I feel like I, these games that I, I play sometimes, I'm like, oh, this, like, what was that? Dragon Age? I thought that was going to be the perfect game for me. I'm like, oh, you make like a party like Dungeons and Dragons. It's fantasy. It's this world. It's this. Oh, I'm so excited. Then I was playing it. I'm like, this sucks. It's yeah. boring. It's complicated. And I'm not like, I'm not like it's complicated. I'm a fucking, I don't understand shit. It's just like, it seems so unnecessary, unnecessary to do so much shit in these games sometimes. Yeah. And it's that secret sauce that we're talking about of just like something that makes a game. What, what, like, why are some games Skyrim and some games, you know, whatever. Like, I'm trying to give a shitty example of Skyrim, but I shut, shut those games off so fast. Yeah. But like, what, yeah, what, what is it that makes it? Yes, it's all the things I want in a game, but there's just something off about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like Grand Theft Auto and Saints Row for me. Right, it's right, like Saints right. Saints Row, you can do too much. There's not enough restrictions on it. Right, right, right. It doesn't feel real. Grand Theft Auto feels... I mean, the physics is a big part of it. I think, you know, like, it's so fun to, like, blow something up. And yes. And it's going to do something different every time. Yeah, or, like, to to try to make jumps or drive, like, do something crazy with your car. It's like, there's the laws of the world of Game of Thrones. Of Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, Westeros of of GTA. I'm so, I have so Game of Thrones on the mind so much right now. Because this season is fucking bouncing back for me. But uh, the GTA shit is so fun because you understand what is possible and what's not. Yeah. And they also are good at, um, you know, the reward, the sort of like money and mission reward system, you know, to say nothing of the fact that I think it's actually good storytelling and acting. And And, uh, funny. Yeah. Another crazy thing about Grand Theft Auto, it's like 
anytime comedy is oh, it's great satire. It's like actually really good it's like social satire. The fucking radio ads and the like. The, the, it is. You're right. It's like idiocracy in a way. And like it's just like oddly. Well, it point- shows you, like. Though it's the world we live in from like a cynical perspective. So like when you walk down the street and look at some moron on their phone and you're like, God, I'd like to fucking hammer that person <laughs> in the head. That's those are the people they populate the city with. <laughs> right, right. They're walking around the city saying stupid things. <laughs> right. So and you, you can, can yeah. and you can fucking pour <laughs> you know gasoline. Oh, on I it. have a hatchet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is like weirdly like an id game of yeah. like yeah, and they just like fill it with the and they're and the bad guys are like cheesy like fucking uh, reality show stuff. Like they make it like yeah. the kind of people that classically you would hate. Like, yeah. Um, which I, I and I never under it is an id game. I mean, all games are. Yeah, they they tap it. They they allow you to experience something that you don't get to experience in real life, which is why I think it's so crazy when people are like they're violent and they like, you know, encourage violence. It's like if you, it's like okay, you can have sex in real life. You can you can indulge your sexual urge. Right. You can indulge many of your like ancient survival urges. Right lawfully your your ancient survival urge slash ability to like murder and hunt and destroy you don't get to do that in real life so if you don't have a proxy outlet for that you're just repressing that and that's like always the worst any any time there's any like people that are repressing shit those are the fucking people <laughs> that do the worst like, shit yeah when they lash out right like let's just give call of duty to like uh catholic priests like let's <laughs> yeah maybe that's not the best they don't really lash out with violence per se but <laughs> well but that that you know that like real doll company that makes the like realistic sex dolls yeah I, the, this is i don't know what they do now but i saw a thing about them like years ago where they're like our biggest request is we always get requests to build like children dolls and oh. we won't do that. We don't do that. And I'm always like, why? <laughs> why not do why like the guy that has the urge to fuck children and is looking for an outlet for that other than fucking real children? <laughs> like give him that outlet. Right. It's not gonna <laughs> encourage him to do it. It's gonna like help him out. If anything, it's gonna like Press that release valve. Yeah, hopefully, right? Yeah, it's not going to be like a training ground for fucking. Yeah, nobody's of... like, ooh, let me try, it. like, let me try, let me dabble with fucking kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. We get on the phone with Real Doll customer service and see what we can do about, like. Yeah. Hey, I'm having a blast here with my full size woman, but I'm curious, are the little dolls are they tighter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't you can't blame a person for having. The urge to fuck children. That's the that's an innate urge that they came with for right. whatever reason. You can blame them for acting out. Yes, on it. you can blame them for acting out on it. But if they're trying to do something... I mean, imagine if you're... Think of how powerful your sexual urges are. Imagine if your sexual urge with that same power was something that was reviled by society. Right. What, I mean, you're stuck. You yeah, imagine, if, dog, imagine if doggy style with a woman was hated. <laughs> like, like, it's like, you're going to fucking jail. Yeah, man. right. Imagine, like, don't you dare <laughs> fucking even think about that. Yeah. Like, if, if that, what, how, what could you do, right? That's crazy. Yeah. What if heterosexual sex was treated the way shit has been treated in the past? I mean, fuck, you're right. If you're, we treated our taboos in the society... Not as something that should be hidden and repressed, but as something that 
should have legitimate and safe outlets, I think we'd be better off. Wow, that's really interesting. This is fucking heavy, but I'm not. I'm. I, I'm curious. I, I. You would want to know if the only issue would be does having some one of those outlets make it feel more permissive, right? That would be the only major issue, right? If you started like fucking a doll and then you were like chasing the dragon of the next best thing, but if you're not fucking Maybe. the doll, you're gonna get I mean, there anyway, I don't know, right? I don't know how fucking kids would wind up feeling permissive in this culture. I mean, right, right, right. No, no yeah, I don't mean per- I don't mean like, permissive culture. Okay? I mean from the uh, the the person doing the act. Like, would fucking a, a real doll sh- shaped like a child? Would you want to then go to the next level more than you would maybe if you were never had that doll? I think that's like a psychological question. I don't even understand. That. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like. What's the next level? Like, how could you not have? Like, right. If you don't the, have that doll, the next who, level is from zero to fucking yeah, a child. Who has the overwhelming urge to fuck children who's like not picturing that next level? Right, you know? right, right. No matter what. Yeah, true. Uh, so, video games. <laughs> Played with fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if, for, if this podcast is still on the air now, we'll be talking. <laughs> Let's. Uh, do you have. Like, I'm at this point now. I mean, we're in our mid-30s, so nostalgia, I'm knee-deep in nostalgia. Even last week with Jensen, I was talking about like, oh man, I miss this kind of hip-hop. I miss this kind of rap, you know. Are there video games that you miss? Like, are there video games like a style of video game or, or like something that you're like, I wish they would make something like this again? Oh, yeah. Well, I just I just played the, they just did a, released a remaster of Day of the Tentacle um, that I downloaded. That's and, those like Sierra Mist games that you, not Sierra Mist. That's a <laughs> beverage. Uh, that's one of those uh, soda games. That's right? one of those, <laughs> those Lipton brisk soda. iced teas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of those Country Time games? Um, uh, th- like the not monk- Sierra. That was Lucas Arts. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, Sierra was King's Quest. King's Quest, Leisure but those Suit like Larry. kind of click adventure games. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was the sequel to Maniac Mansion. Oh. Um, yeah, I loved the LucasArts. Monkey Island. You loved all those. King's Quest. I, I loved King's Quest, too. But I that... never played. I played King's Quest, like, at friends' houses. Oh, okay. I played Leisure Suit Larry. That was Sierra. Of I course. <laughs> I played Sam and Max, Full Throttle. Yes. Um, um, and that is a style that I... That, I think a lot of people want that style brought back, and there's been a lot of attempts, like that company Telltale Games that does does the like walking, the escape ones or whatever they're called. They the, do the Walking Dead, right? They're like, like and the Game of Thrones. They're like the storytelling games, and they did a version of Sam and Max, and I just think they've sort of positioned themselves as taking up that mantle. I think, but I, I think they're not they're not doing it the same way there it's too simple it's like you know there's only it's not it's not puzzle solving it's just like it's literally what you might as well be watching it right right as a tv show right because it's just like like click something anyway yeah they they and this is something that a lot of games do nowadays which annoys me is the idea of like you're making the choices you're deciding the outcome it's like you're not deciding anything. Like you, the outcome is like a little bit one way, a little bit this right. way. Like ever. Fable. Remember when Fable landed? That was like yeah. their big thing. It's like you want to go evil, you want to go good. Yeah, everything yeah. changes depending. It's like that didn't no, happen. They've been making that promise for years, and now they do. They have this like 
annoying terminology of like, well, I, I really wanted to make a game where the gamer got to like shape who they were in the game and what they did. It's like, you don't you're not shaping shit. You're playing the game. <laughs> I want to play. I want to have the experience that a talented game designer Creates wants me to have, me, you <laughs> yeah. know, like I don't mind those limitations. Like until I can actually jack into the matrix and go and do whatever I want. I'm not, I, I don't buy this like you get to do, shape your destiny and do this. And right, blah, blah, blah. it's all this, and those. I feel like some of those storytelling games, like the bad version of those King's Quest and Sam and Max games, are just like click on five things in a room till you click on the right thing, and then you move into the next room. And yeah. It's like click on five. Oh, the cut the snake. The snake falls down. You know, it's like some of those are just a little too bad like you know yeah. like when they try to make well, them the telltale again. games there's not even really an attempt at at having puzzles in there it's literally just as simple as like here's a key walk it over to that door right. and open <laughs> that door now talk to that guy choose one of three very similar dialogue options that are going to get you to basically this maybe one person dies as opposed to another person but it's not it they haven't imbued it with that it's well, none of those like games are replayable. Solving. Yeah, it's not fun, and it's not doesn't have the humor that the old games right. That was had. the other thing. It was like the and also there was a little bit of marvel to the to the design or like the drawings of those games where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is fun and like a it's a cool. I remember King's Quest like each each uh, version just getting like a little more like the graphics getting better because that was like also the steep bell curve of computers improving at the same time. Yeah. But you were like, this is so fun. The cartoons are getting better and better and the the little animations when you click on the monkey are now like slightly better. Like that was and so much from diskette to CD-ROM. Was yes. Like, <laughs> I rebought Day of the Tentacle because I had it on, on diskette. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just... Uh, text right and then the cd-rom had full voice acting and it was like this is amazing it's such a huge upgrade yeah and now that shit you can get that on your phone which is i mean now i just sound like an old like i sound <laughs> you like you can I, have it on your phone now i know this is just my this is my it's called the obvious ted talk <laughs> and now you can get videos on your phone <laughs> everybody's got a, a computer in their pocket <laughs> cars have computers in them <laughs> Thank you for watching my <laughs> TED talk called "Yeah, We Fucking Know." <laughs> uh, but it was exciting, and I mean, I feel like the '90s was a renaissance in video games, computer yes. games. Along with it was when the you know pace of the improvement of computing was really picking up. Like right, be- like between the '70s through the '80s, it was like you know improving, obviously, but not at that. You know, the curve was steep from rate. like the yeah. late 80s to the late 90s. That yeah. decade was just like, holy shit. Um, I miss the games. I think I miss like the simple RPGs. Not simple in like, uh, simple in gameplay, long and expensive. Like the Final Fantasy games. There's nothing like that anymore. I mean, the new well, Final, still F- Final Fantasy. Yeah, but they're, but they're not the same as 1, 2, and 3. Or 2 and 3, which are my two fa- American 2 and 3. I talked about this on Connor, on the episode of Connor. I don't fully know what it is, but the one with like uh, Setzer and Mog and, and Terra and those. Like those games were just so fun and so in-depth and it was cool stories and you could miss whole patches of the story and still beat the game. The characters are so interesting and you had all that control. But now I feel like games are just... That is like... 
they're complicated in a different way. They're not complex. They're like difficult to use. Like the barrier of entry on some of these games. Mm-hmm. Like I sat down to play Final Fantasy, one of the newer Final Fantasies recently on someone's like PlayStation 3 or 4 and it was just like so much shit. I, like I don't fucking understand this at all. Like and also maybe I'm being aged out of video games. I understand that. Like it's not for me. They're not for. Although I think the people who buy all the video games are in their mid thirties to mid forties, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> kids aren't fucking dropping eighty bone, sixty bones on games at a pop. <laughs> it keeps going up. Yeah, I know. Inflation, bro. <laughs> Inflation over the course of this episode. Um, I never played the Final Fantasy games. The closest yeah. I got was watching Curtis play. <laughs> I think it was 10. Yeah. What's the one with the fucking blue horned creatures? They yeah, seem th- like Gregorian chants to you on the mountain. <laughs> I think that's 10 or 7. <laughs> it uh, was like you've been with this guy the whole time. He's like, I'm a fucking... He's like the Chewbacca, basically. He's like <laughs> the heavy. He's like, oh, I'm, well, I'll kick your ass. I'll kick your ass. And then you go see his brothers in the fucking... In the mountain. And all his people like emerge from the mountain caves like... Oh, Oh, all right. Yeah, no, I get this game. (laughs) And then the twist is he's the smallest one. He thought he was the big badass, but he's the runt. (laughs) You fucking, you little shit. (laughs) Um, Another game that I loved when it first came out that I feel like we're not going to get anymore is that first Diablo of just like, did you play Diablo? We didn't play together, but we're... Because no, I, I like I played, played all Diablo. the Blizzard games. You never really got into Diablo. Um, I I dug it because it was like that real time fighting. But <laughs> I'm watching Gambling <laughs> sip Soylent and cringe. <laughs> Has it gotten better since it got warmer? <laughs> There's something interesting about it. There is. It like, is like Cheerios, it's right? Like liquid Cheerios, it's gritty. Yeah, it's gritty. The best way to describe my favorite beverages are <laughs> gritty. Um, I miss like. I feel like games added, like, the thing you liked about Diablo or StarCraft or whatever has been, like, added to every game. And now every game you buy is just, like, a combination of everything. That just startled both of us. <laughs> a nice rush of water that the listeners probably didn't hear. We thought we were about to get flooded. Um, say what you said again. I was saying, like, the things I loved about Diablo, like the paper doll... Uh, the paper doll equipment stuff or trying to find better weapons, doing missions just to get better drops and stuff. That stuff has just been added to every game. And it's sort of like, oh, you like this thing a lot? Well, we like, oh, this game did this as a 10. This game did, uh, this game did inventory as a 10. This game did items as a 10. This game did story as a 10. This game did uh, first person shooter as a 10. Now let's just put it all in one game at five. Like instead of like, let's do, let's do like a shitty job at all of it. Right? Like I feel like, and then there's like, every game has a fucking mini game inside of it. That's, that's also stupid. It's for. Well, there are more there are more levels of games now, though. I mean, you can find like there is a healthy like more independent market for games. Right, right. You know, these like triple A games are just exhausting for the most part. I feel like <laughs> you know they're there to appeal to. They're there to have great graphics, right? Look so that the trailer looks cool. Yeah, and then you're in them, and you realize you're not really. You're sort of just walking on a path, or right. you know. You can't really go anywhere and do anything. Did you get into Destiny? 
No, I never played Destiny, thank God. I think I would have hated it. Yeah, I played for like a day. Again, I buy these games based on like recommendations and I play yeah. them and I'm like, this is not for me. I don't believe anyone's recommendation. Yeah, but that's the thing. And that's what I feel like with video games too. It's like, this game is the best. And I think it's just people. Sometimes I think the reviews I'm getting about video games are from people who just needed a video game to play at that moment in their lives. You know, like, yeah. People are like, well, people Destiny don't have the taste also. I mean, yeah. people don't have like, you know. I would need somebody like you with like a full range of like video game experience. <laughs> right. A lot of people are like, yeah, I mean, I don't really play video games that much. I don't know what to compare it to, but it was cool. It was like, it looked cool and fucking, <laughs> you know, got to shoot a guy with an arrow. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, okay. You're just describing, you just like the idea of playing a video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the other thing, I think people like that, like guild mentality when you start being like oh you gotta play man we get together we do these raids together i'm like oh wait a minute you just want to hang out with people yeah. <laughs> like i understand you want to hang out with people from your house I, I get that vibe too but this game seems fucking boring yeah yeah um so we'll, we can wrap it up here uh <laughs> just a fucking total of the idea <laughs> games are boring all right let's go <laughs> game over <laughs> I gotta take a fucking Soylent dump <laughs> pretty soon. So you're ending it? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, here I'll end it on this. Like, are, are there any games on the horizon we're looking for, looking forward to? Or if you could like pitch a game that would you would think would uh, that we would like or that you would personally like that is not out yet or a updated version of a game you love, what would that be? Like, I guess you're saying like you would love to see those Monkey Island, those storytelling games come back. And using the technology and know-how that they have now. I mean, I don't even need technology. I just played uh, that game that Rich Summer did, um, uh, Firewatch. Oh, how is I that? Was it was fun? I mean, the, I mean, it was it was. There's not much to it gameplay-wise. It's mainly like walking through the forest from one place to another. But like as a story, it was I thought great and very moving. It wasn't you know. I don't think you need like advanced technology no no to... i agree i play a lot of in browser games I, I i'm on this website congregate with a k playing like every flash game I've, you know anytime like i know that i know the developer armor games you know like i know mm -hmm. these like minor little cartoon that make tower defense games or puzzle games or launch games you know like those things like that everyone like balloons all those games that I I love that shit too because I, I love that low stakes gaming stuff like I yeah. think that's really fun too, but what 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 would you want now like if you could just be like the thing if, that I've always wanted, like Grand Theft Auto is great at having like the physics of the outside world. I mean I think they should like keep expanding on that and stuff, but I've always wanted them to do that for the bodies of the characters. In other words, like have like skeletal like have skeletons and like muscular systems and vascular systems so that like as fun as it is to like throw a sticky bomb on on a car in Grand Theft Auto and like watch how it blows up and watch how it chain explodes other cars and stuff. Like if you could shoot somebody and like just nick their neck and watch them like right, squirt right. blood, bleed out, or shoot or them cut an arm off and they're dealing with yeah, it, or yeah. break their arm, or shoot somebody in the stomach and watch them just lie there in agony, screaming. Like, <laughs> so developers make this, or else John's going to act this out on people of society. <laughs> I think that would be great. I though. think I'd you're right. Like, I think that's so that's such a fucking great pitch. That's like really blind somebody, like really like. 
That would be fucking cool, right? That would be, and like that's the like those are like part of missions too on Game of Thrones uh, on Game GTA. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I keep saying Game of Thrones. GTA is what I meant to say, but like yeah. GTA is what I meant to say. Johnny G is here. Okay, <laughs> all right. Which me, Johnny G? Me, Johnny G. <laughs> um, and uh, for me, I, I would say that's a great. That's exciting me. The idea of that, like. <laughs> or even like on a on a that would also work very well in a fighting game like a hand to hand fighting game where you like break the dude's arm and it's like that's part of like he can still fight but he loses some moves he loses some like that would be a really fucking cool addition to that yeah um I think I would love a fucking like um GTA or one of those bigger games that really folk but it's like it's Warcraft it's the fantastical world that I love like epic fantasy it's like swords and sorcery might and magic but in a open world that isn't as in depth as Skyrim like that is more like uh, Grand Theft Auto you know what I mean where it's like go into well, a tavern Red Dead Redemption's almost there right 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 that's the western version of that yeah like that's and that's I enjoyed that game too I, 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 I'm looking for, I, I, they're gonna come out with the sequel at some point oh soon. that's that's exciting. That, that's something cool on the horizon. But like a version of that where you're a dude with like a sword and a shield, like that would be right in my fucking wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> that's, those are the games I want the most is like things that are my D&D proxies, like things that like play. Like I want like another Skyrim. Like I want like a cool newer version, like a grittier Skyrim would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I wish they would put more effort into fucking Elder Scrolls and less into Fallout, frankly. Oh, 100%. I like Fallout, but it's a fucking bummer. Like I don't don't want to hang out in a gray shit heap of a world. Right. I do not like Fallout. I, I am not a fan. It's too much. And it's like the work of Skyrim on top of a world, like the double the amount of work of Skyrim on top of a world. I don't give a fuck about. And they dumbed it down in fallout four. And I don't like that. They gave your character a voice and a story that like, like the whole point of creating your own character and stuff is right. So that you have like, I don't want a voice. I don't want to be like, Oh cool. I'll go do that for you. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't like if I'm making the, if it's, a, if it, the game's a story, yeah, give me a voice. If you're giving me a huge open world, build your own character game, then let, let it be my character. Unsaid. Yeah. yeah. When there's no need for my character to talk in Fallout. Yeah. I'm, I'm choosing whether I'm doing the mission or not anyway. Yeah. Like, when I select it, that's just all I need to know. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that mission now. I, Fall, Fallout 4 bothered me. It was too much of what I don't like about games. Just like too, too many bells and whistles on top of like. And, and also. With those, some of those games, I don't know what the priorities are. I'm like, should I be building up my home, or does that even matter? Should I yeah. just be adventuring? What should I be doing? Like, I have the OCD to have to to want to complete everything. Yeah, but I I don't want to worry about putting a fucking water filtration tank in right. some random town that I come across so that I right. can gather more settlers in that town for right, some right. reason. I want, yeah. But strips, if you put it there, I'm going to feel like I have to do it. Right, right. I'm I'm that, but I want you to, I'm not as OCD down the line as you are, but I'm, I'm that. Just tell me what the priorities are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like someone else has to play it first and go, don't worry about building up your other towns. It really doesn't matter that yeah. much. Um, or some sort of now just another game pitch. Do you, do you ever play the game Heroes of Might and Magic for yeah. PC? Uh, I played 
I think I played Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Oh, okay. That, that was like same? a first person. Oh, okay. This is more like you have a castle, you and it's super simple, cartoony. Like it's not in depth, but it's like uh, if you want build a gold mine. If your character puts a flag in a gold mine, you get two gold a turn. When you get a hundred gold, you can build a gargoyle nest, and then you can get three gargoyles a week, and each gargoyle you can add to your army. Like that kind right. of that game was so fun. I would love an updated version of that. That would be something else I would be looking forward to. Right. But anything that has fantastical creatures, swords, bows and arrows, spells, I'm, I'm, I want to yeah. give it a shake. Did you ever play Oddworld? No. Oddworld was great. Oddworld was fun? It was a, it was a side-scroller puzzle game. Yeah. That took place in this, like... It wasn't... It was a fantasy realm, not not in the vein of Not epic D&D, fantasy, yeah, yeah. But in... It was like um, <clears throat> a world... It was more of like a... Um, um, like factory farming pollution allegory. Ah, uh, like okay. You were of a uh, a sacred race of creature that had been sort of enslaved by this corporate greed race, <laughs> and you know you had to work in like a factory farm, and it's about you like escaping and refinding your spiritual roots and becoming. Oh, that's like, fun. That's an odd world. Yeah. Do you think I can get that on uh, like? They, Xbox Live or on like if you Steam go to Steam or, something? or yeah. good old games, they um, do you go there? GOG.com? No, no, they have a lot of classic stuff. Oh, fun. Um, there's a it's sort of like a, Steam in that it's like you want to play this game, it's six bucks and you can have yeah. it on your yeah. There's a re release of, of that. I was playing recently, um, Civilization on my computer. Mm-hmm. Whoo, that game is so easy to just get stuck in, dude. <laughs> um, how about this, uh, John? What's your Twitter at Gemberloins at Gemberlicking. Oh, at Gemberlicking. Uh, sorry, <laughs> at Gemberlicking, and I'm at John Gabris. Why don't you listeners tweet at us with game recommendations or games we should be looking forward to coming out? Um, sorry to put you on <laughs> this, John. I know. No, you're... do it. I mean, yeah, give us some recos of games you've heard with the kind of shit we're into and the kind of shit we uh, uh, we want to see. So why don't you tweet at us some of those that we mu- we maybe don't know about? Tweet uh, us those recos. Tweet us some game recos <laughs> at Gember Licking <laughs> at John Gabris. Johnny G, do you have anything else you want to plug while you're on this podcast? Anything you want people to check out? No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, watch the, uh, the Principato produced movie. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, at Gember licking at John Gabris, tweet us your shit. Um, as always, uh, rate me five stars and roast me in the comments. I'll read it on air. T-shirt store in the show notes. Buy yourself some high and mighty T-shirts. Check out Fourth Man Out on Netflix. And check out my Hal series at Hal.fm. That's coming out on June 1st, or I think maybe when this episode comes out, is already out, where I interview scientists called The Layman. Check it out. And uh, thanks, shitheads. Thanks for listening. And Johnny G, thank you for coming. Thank you. And you have a nice little soylent mustache. I can't wait to <laughs> kiss it. <laughs> you don't, actually. I, I'm sorry. I made you wipe your face. Bye, shitheads. Bye.